You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed On Demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. Bright and early, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. There's nothing worse than somebody who's uh, upbeat on a early, early Monday morning, is there? Just pisses you <laughs> off. It's like, stop. Okay, stop. But hey, at least we got an extra hour of sleep this weekend. Yes, we did. Okay. Still, though, don't come to me with your happy Monday morning attitude. Don't do it. Right. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to hear it. I agree with that. Can we apply that to every day of the week? <laughs> well, we do, it seems. Uh-huh. So, yes, I okay. think so. Sounds good. Uh, 888-933-93. Hopefully you had a... A great weekend. And it was a little extra sleep, which, again, we got to just eliminate mm-hmm. daylight savings time. Stop it. Is there any reason for it? It was like an agricultural thing. Give farmers more time for growing hours or something. I don't know. Give them more daylight. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a situation whose time has passed. And I was surprised to learn over the weekend that back in March, uh, Senator Marco Rubio made a push, introduced a couple of bills in Congress to eliminate. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, he should have led with that uh, in 2016 when he was running yes, for president. That would have been helpful. And why isn't a major party um, pushing that to the top of their platform and part of their campaign right now? They would sweep. Right? Seriously. That would be my plat- my whole platform. Mm-hmm. I don't make any other promise except I will end. Daylight savings time. You'd win a landslide. (laughs) In a landslide. Oh, boy. Uh, Former Trump lawyer, Michael Cohen, making some accusations against the president. Um, This is fascinating because, you know, supposedly they were really close for 20 years. And now, you know, now that he's not working for him anymore, all bets are off. And I think the left has really gotten to the guy. Or maybe he just wants to make a name for himself. Uh, I, I don't know. Um... But he is, uh, CNN has confirmed from a source close to Cohen that the Vanity Fair story uh, he gave the other day was accurate. He was quoted by Vanity Fair as uh, telling four different times where President Trump said things that were racist. Um, he says, I told Trump that the rally looked vanilla on television. This is from Michael Cohen. Trump responded, that's because black people are too stupid to vote for me. Oh, okay. Uh, And of course, the left is eating this up. Doesn't matter if it's true or not. They're just gobbling it all up. Uh, Cohen claimed that when South African leader Nelson Mandela died, Trump remarked, name one country run by a black person that's not an asshole. Name one city. (laughs) He said when he and Trump were traveling to Chicago in the late 2000s, we were going from the airport to the hotel, and we drove through what looked like a rougher neighborhood. Trump made a comment to me saying that the blacks, only the blacks could live like this. (laughs) And then there was uh, apparently one other instance that he could remember where uh, Trump uh, allegedly said, uh, where is this? Something about there's no way he could let an African-American contestant from season one of The Apprentice be the reality show's winner. Oh, come on. Really? Now, 
everybody on the left is going to believe this. No one on the right will. And including me, I don't believe it. Why, why didn't you say this a long time? Why didn't you, if he's such a bad guy, how did you work for him for so long? Oh, well, now he realizes I should have been a bigger person and, and I, I should have left. Oh, okay. It's a little late for that, douche. It's a little late for that. But what's ironic about this is that this is just automatically believed by the media. Just everybody believes it's true. Well, it's Michael Cohen. He wouldn't say it if it weren't true. It's rumor and hearsay. He doesn't have any recordings of this. He doesn't have any proof of this. He's just got these allegations. Yeah, I heard him say this once and this and this and that. Okay, so you heard him say four things in 20 years and only now does it come out of your stupid mouth. So we have that uh, rumor, that gossip, that innuendo, as opposed to the actual recordings of Barack Obama's own words that they never questioned, they never cared about, they didn't pay any attention to. Things like this. Uh, I don't know all the facts, but that the Cambridge police... Uh, acted stupidly. Okay, he doesn't know the facts. But the white police officer acted stupidly. That much I do know, because they're white police. And obviously they were racist, because my friend is black. Huh. All right. So that deserved no consideration, no pondering, no contemplation. She is a uh, typical white person. Typical white person. Who... Uh, you know, uh, you know if, if she, she sees somebody on the street, yeah, she gets that she doesn't know, right? You know, there's a reaction that's bred into her, bred into her, uh, right? Our experience, oh, our experience, has <laughs> been bred into our experience. That's a typical white person who, you know, when she sees a black person, of course, she gets scared because typical white people are all afraid and racist. Uh, Why? Well, because they've got a reaction to black people that's been bred into them. What? Oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's not racist at all, right? <laughs> and then there was this, where we always looked at it as a, as Marxist rhetoric, which it is, but there's also an, another element here. I chose my friends carefully. The more politically active black students, the foreign black students, students, foreign students, the Chicanos, Chicanos, the mm-hmm. Marxist professors and Marxist structural professors, feminists, and structural rock performance poets. Uh-huh. We smoked cigarettes oh, and wore okay. leather jackets. Sure. At night in the dorms, we discussed neo-colonialism, yeah. France Fanon, France Fanon, Eurocentrism, yeah. and patriarchy. I mean, who didn't? When we ground out our cigarettes in the hallway carpet or set our stereos so loud that the walls began to shake, it was a rebel. we were resisting bourgeois society's stifling constraints. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I mean, apart from its pretension and its nonsense and its Marxism, there's also the, I chose my friends carefully, and among them, none of them were white. I don't like white people. Oh. I, you know, I, I got uh, the politically active blacks. I like the Chicanos. I like the Marxists. I, I, I don't dig white people. I mean, is there any of that in there? <laughs> if that were Trump saying something like, I, I chose my friends carefully, the white nationalists, the, uh, you know, neo-Nazis. I, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just it's amazing there's no introspection at all involved here but the the minute anybody even remotely has any sort of information that somebody is spewing in rumor or second or third hand knowledge about donald trump and something he may or may not have said 20 years ago 
that is not flattering. It's all over the news. It's everywhere. But here's the actual stuff that we wondered about at the time. And Glenn got hammered so much for because he wondered about it out loud on Fox News one morning. It's unbelievable, really. It's unbelievable. Of course, not anymore. I mean, we should, we should believe it because it happens every single day, multiple times a day. So I guess, I guess it's not that unbelievable anymore. And that's just it. You, you just made the point. Glenn wondered out loud about it on the air. Megyn right. Kelly wondered out loud about right. the costume thing, white face, uh, blackface uh, yep. uh, on the air. Um, you can't even on the right think out loud and start a conversation. True. If you're on the left, oh my gosh, you can absolutely have every view that's out there that's harsh and terrible and racist, and you've got a clean pass. Yeah, absolutely. Frustrating? You bet. Mm -hmm. You bet. Uh, 608-888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed. Meanwhile, it's uh, election eve now, finally. Thank goodness. Get this over with. Oh, good gosh. (laughs) I've had it with the Beto O'Rourke ads. I am sick of listening to this guy, sick of seeing him, sick of the text messages, sick of the ads, nonstop. Spotify. Every time Spotify breaks for an ad, it's Beto. Every time the local TV uh, stations break, it's Beto. Every time the phone rings or you get that little chime that means you've got a text, it's Beto! Stop! Every time you get the mail. It's Beto. It's something from Beto. And I'm... And I, they don't even care if you're a Republican. That's how much money they've got to spend. Which, by the way, is what, $70 million now? Yeah. They're saying $70, 70 million, million. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so sickening. I was at a store in a wealthy part of town over the weekend... And I was walking through the parking lot. Three out of seven cars in succession had Beto stickers on them. I, I don't get it. What is, I mean. <clears throat> I've that, seen a couple of them at church. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, me too. Do you, wait, do you know what church this is? <laughs> <laughs> do you, what, wait, uh, did you think you're at the Universal Church or whatever that is? <laughs> <laughs> they meet down the road a little bit. I think you parked in the wrong lot. <laughs> I don't, I, I can't, you know, I, I I don't like this in me, but every time, every time I see it, I think, what kind of idiot are you? Mm-hmm. Why are you such a moron? How <laughs> could you vote for this guy? Especially in Texas. You know, we were talking about this before the show. Um, Beto is this great candidate. You know, everybody loves him. Everybody connects with him for some reason. But he's got the worst policies yeah. ever in a conservative state. He's he's run to the left of of Barack Obama. It's fascinating in Texas. Mm-hmm. Medicare for all. Uh, I want to protect the Dreamers. Wait, what? I want to abolish ICE. Wait, what? You know this is Texas, right? You don't live in Massachusetts. Are you are you aware of that? I want to impeach Trump. Yeah, that's something we need to look at. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, California is just a little further west. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should try that. Yeah, why don't you go out there before we uh, seal up our borders? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, seriously, and, and, and I was reading an article over the weekend that said um, Ted Cruz isn't even liked by his own party leaders, okay? They, mm. they, don't, they don't like him. It's just a fact. And if, you're, if you don't Because want, they can't control him. They can't control him. And and if you really do want to flip his seat, Democrats, um, and go after 
the suburbanites who who look at Ted Cruz maybe as this cartoonish uh, conservative that he's been painted into, mm-hmm. then go and find yourself a moderate Democrat and 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 just accept that I'm sorry we're not going to have a Marxist in this seat, but at least it'll be a Democrat to help our numbers in the Senate. But boy, they pick the most radical guy, yeah. and and hopefully it costs him. And he's nowhere near a moderate. You know, no. it would be understandable if he were a moderate. But he doesn't even pretend to be a He pretends to be Hispanic, but he doesn't <laughs> pretend to be moderate. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think guy's all about pretend mm-hmm. from the name on. And I love how he pronounces it, too. He pronounces it kind of with like a, his, like a, a Spanish accent. Beto. I am Beto. Beto. Like, wait, that's not even your name, first of all. Secondly, where did you adopt this accent now all of a sudden? Are you from Manawa, Niarawa, too? <laughs> Congratulations on that. Uh, but the alleged election burnout, it's not just in Texas. Uh, I was reading this article about uh, Californians like Wendy Burke. She's had enough campaign advertisements bombard her favorite TV shows. Dozens of election pamphlets fill her mailbox. Yeah, there's that, too. I forgot the mailbox. Every day, she gets several political calls on her cell phone and more on her landline. That's not an issue for me because we turned ours off. <laughs> because those are the only calls we got. We're telemarketers and, you know, political morons. Uh, strangers knock at her door seeking her vote. She said, it's ridiculous. I've had to block my calls. So, welcome to the most expensive race in the hard-fought battle between Republicans and Democrats for control of the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, the blizzard of spending in California's 25th district, a region stretching north and east of L.A. into the desert of Antelope Valley, uh, stands out even during the most expensive congressional elections race in U.S. history. Most of the money is funneled into nonstop advertising on TV, radio, social media, yard signs. And that's another thing. The yard signs. Jeez. I, I've noticed more yard signs in this election with Beto and Ted than I've seen, I think, in the rest of my life combined. <laughs> uh, automated robocalls to cell phones and landlines, bumper stickers, deluge of pamphlets. Uh, the mailers go into the trash. I can't wait <laughs> until this whole thing is over, she said. The contest, a top Democrat target, has drawn more than $26 million in spending by candidates and outside groups. Now, that's just a congressional race. Um, it leads in the 10 priciest House races where a total of $238 million has been spent. It's amazing the percentage that Beto alone has raised compared to $238 million for all House races. Well, the 10 costliest. Uh, Democrats trying to pick up 23 House seats and two in the Senate to control Congress. Um, so they far outpaced Republicans in spending. Democrats and their allies in the 10 costliest House races have spent $142 million to Republicans $96 million. Well, wait, I thought it was Republicans who were who were buying votes in elections. Yeah. I thought it was the Republican billionaires who were to blame for for uh, you know, just the wealthiest among us being able to get into office. Hmm. And and I know you'll get into this later, but I mean th- this kind of Beto type candidate, this far left. I mean, this is happening neck and neck in the state of Georgia for the governor's race there. I know we've got some fascinating video that we're going to share of uh, Abrams, the, the Democrat running there. But it's like, you better hope that these folks lose for multiple reasons. 
not just because they're wildly leftist candidates, but because if they're successful, then the Democrats are going to continue to run wildly leftist candidates. Whereas if they lose these races, maybe they can bring some sanity to their candidates the next go around. It's scary right now. There's some really close races where, and Gillum's leading in Florida. I mean, yeah. good grief, what is happening? Yeah. Well, Gillum's leading in California in part Florida. because, or Florida, yeah, uh, because uh, Ron DeSantis is such a bad candidate. Just awful. Just, I mean, that commercial he did with the Trump thing. I, you know, he claims it was a parody now or satire. It was just terrible is what it was. He looked like a Trump cult member. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts of your own? Do you have any policies of your own? Can you tell us what you actually stand for? Or do you just read all of Trump's words? I, I don't think that helped him. 888 You know, when emergency strikes, our first impulse is, oh, man, I got to get to the store and get some supplies. And, you know, by then it's too late because everybody else had the same idea. And they beat you there. So you find chaos and empty shelves. So how do you avoid that? Well, right now, while things are calm, while there's, there's no hurricanes, earthquakes, blizzards, hopefully right now, uh, not a lot of social unrest, this is the time to store up food in your house so that you have something in case something goes wrong for a while. That's why I have always used my Patriot Supply for my food storage. If you don't have an emergency food supply, it's time to get one. Uh, And here's something that makes it really easy and really affordable. It's a two-week food kit that comes in a rugged tote. And this week, it's only $75 when you go to my special website, preparewithpat.com. Or you could call if you don't have internet access, 888-411-5293. So this food kit includes breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and they last up to 25 years in storage. They taste really good. Um, You don't have to store food like I used to in the old days in big containers that you put in the garage. And then the bull weevils get in there and ruin it all. And so you bought it all for nothing. (laughs) That's not a good way to go. It's not at all. It really sucks. Rat poop in there. There's bull weevils. Wait, there's rat poop too. Yes. My gosh. I don't know how they get in there. I don't. I don't understand it. But it happens every time. And then I remember when we moved to New York and first started uh, working with Glenn again for the second time. So we had everything stored in Houston, which you can imagine. Oh my gosh, it's a nightmare to try to store food in Houston. Mm-hmm. Humid. Oh, hot and humid. Yep. And so when we went out and actually pulled out and looked at our we had to throw it all away all of it gone all that money total waste Mm -hmm. so that's why my my patriot supply is such a great way to go food tastes great it's easy to store it stores i've got a whole year supply in just one little section of of a room so much less than doing it yourself so much less without the hassle so order it now and prepare yourself then rest easy 888-411-5293 5293 or preparewithpat.com. Uh 888-900-3393. Uh and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, you know, there is a race in Vermont though that uh that the Democrat she will I mean she's he's she's fantastic. He she's he's she's, she's fantastic. fantastic and beautiful. And oh my gosh. Don't leave that out. Well, I mean you know, first of all, the policies are great, mm-hmm. and uh, and secondly, there is the beauty. The beauty, yeah. Um, but I wanted to, you know, in case you're in Vermont, mm-hmm. you'll probably want to 
you'll probably want to see this so that you're you reminded of uh, just what an opportunity you have tomorrow. Uh, here, here, here she is uh, talking about her her policies and her plans. Uh, well, Susan, Susan Del Percio. Hi. Uh, good morning. You you mentioned Medicaid for all. You talk about a check on the on the Trump administration, but you're running for governor of Vermont. So. You also have a lot of really expensive proposals. You have taxpayer-funded elections. Um, Connect every home and business Mm -hmm. with fiber optic cable. Increase education Mm -hmm. spending. You have a lot. Wow. That all Mm -hmm. sounds really good. But as the governor of Vermont, how How do you you plan on paying for it? Mm -hmm. Well, you should know that's the Republican rhetoric as well. No, it's a question. It costs a lot of money. Hang on. Hang on. Let me answer answer your question. So beautiful. Let me answer your question. Connecting mm-hmm. every home and business with fiber on the plan that I have actually mm-hmm. costs less than the way it's done today. <laughs> your infrastructure sure costs are actually built into your bill. Oh. I have a plan that's going to cost less than today. When it comes to Medicare Dude. for all, we're all paying for that. We're paying 18 cents of every gross domestic product dollar on health care. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the other mm-hmm. the, uh, European yeah. countries Hello. spend eight to nine cents and, and cover everybody. We are already paying the most expensive health care cost in the nation. Uh-huh. Medicare for all is significantly less expensive. In Vermont, we spend 31 cents of every health care dollar on administration cost. Medicare is five cents. Uh-huh. That's Republican rhetoric. It's cheaper to get Medicare for all than any other system that they've proposed. Okay. You've, but you've, on all of your proposals, so I see increase in spending. Where uh-huh. are you going to have the funds? And that's not Republican rhetoric. As a governor, you have to balance <laughs> a budget. So how uh-huh. are you going to provide all of the services, whether it's in education or the economy, all the growth things that you talk about, mm-hmm. how will you fund it without raising taxes? Or will you let raise also, taxes? L- let me also point out that the, re- the Republican agenda to get no. to private schooling is more expensive. Everything the Republicans are proposing is more expensive. Ma'am, that's no, no, it isn't. just hang throwing on. political just rhetoric around. I'm asking for real No, a real no, no, no. Answer. hang on, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Okay, but let's freeze it. Can we freeze frame her? Because you just want to gaze. Oh, can we get a can we get a still shot of so uh, Christine Hawkins? Because that's so beautiful. Um, that's a look right there. Yeah, that look at you know. I thought Caitlyn wow. Jenner was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think she's even more so. Wow, I think we. Think, think think can you agree? Um, what you're into? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely beautiful, and what a melodic voice as well. Uh, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's re- that's Republican rhetoric. Wait, Republican rhetoric? How are you going to pay for it? Is re- so is it only Republicans who worry about to, how to pay for things? I'm surprised MSNBC. I mean, kudos to them. No, that was a pretty good job. This isn't an interview in the middle of a primary, right? To help someone they think can win in November. This is this is down in the home stretch. I wonder what the. I'm going to look up the Vermont. Uh, polls on that please tell me that she's not anywhere near the lead here because wow and it has nothing to do with the fact that you know she's a trans person Mm -hmm. but the madness of it's gonna cost less to give health care to everybody than what we have now same with the internet stuff like the broadband whatever um so she is uh Trailing um, Phil Scott, the Republican, by 10 in the latest poll over the weekend. 10. Hmm. That's not 40, which it should be. Yeah. I mean, how do you you listen to that stuff? Um, And again, nothing to do with being transsexual. 
it has everything to do with their policies. I mean, how do you listen to that stuff and think, oh, yeah, that's it's going to cost less than what we pay you now? Is there a single person alive who believes that? Is there anyone? Come on. You know, that's what uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez keeps saying, too. Oh, it's actually going to cost less than it does now. <laughs> no, it isn't. You're talking about $3.3 trillion a year, Pumpkin. $3.3 trillion a year. That That is not less than what we pay now. Okay? That is like the entire budget for the year. Uh, so where does the other spending come from? It's Joe Biden math right there. Yeah. Yo, you're telling me we got to spend money to, to avoid bankruptcy? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Bobby in Florida. Hey, Bobby, you're on the blaze. Yeah, Bobby. The line seems yeah. to be engaged in the other room there for Bobby in Florida. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, here comes this corner. Okay, hey, go hey, ahead. Wait, go ahead. We got you now. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm waiting. I'm watching the Gator games ready to come on. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after this message for the kickoff. Then I said, hi, I'm Claire McCaskill. I'm not one of these dirty Democrats. I work with every president. Please vote for me. Like, what the hell do we care about her? In we're in Florida? Florida. Really? Yeah, we're, we're wow. Gator fans here. Wow. So it says they kick, kick off. The guy kicks off. Fernandez takes the ball out of the green zone, takes a knee. Well, Gators have the ball at 25. We'll be right back. Then all of a sudden, that dirty <laughs> guy that has the voice. It does all these political for the bad people. It's just, yeah, that Josh Holly, he stole Girl Scout cookies back in 1998. He kicks puppies in the face. Holly pulls wings off a fly. Mm, yeah, that's fine. Okay, Gator, starting yeah. at the 25, flippy Franks back to pass. <laughs> he throws an intercepted in there. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, I'm Claire McCaskill. When I'm not helping President Bush and President Trump at the border, I volunteer at the SPCA helping puppies that have been kicked in the face by bad people. And I'm, if I'm not doing that, I'm at the university laboratory putting mm-hmm. prosthetic wings back on flies that Josh Hoggy pulled off. So she's fixing a lot of the problems yeah, yeah, yeah. that Bo- the other guys called. Bobby, just, good. let's be clear. You're in Missouri, correct, Bobby? No, I called. No, uh, he's in Florida. Time. This went on for two hours. I call Teddy Webb from WFLA. He's my buddy. Yeah. Hey, you watching the Gator game? What the heck's going on? Who the hell is Josh Holly? This guy's a jerk. He's just he's, I said, what's with this McCaskill stuff? He says she must have bought the whole game. Yeah, she must and have. I said, well, Why? He says, because Florida's playing Missouri. Right. And I'm right. like, oh my god, it never even dawned on me. Yeah. And then she's, uh, oh, whoa, whoa. I said, four hours of this we had. Who the heck is Josh Holly? He says that's the guy running against her. I said, he's a, he's a Republican. I said, you know, that explains everything. It's Josh Holly, man. This guy's a real creep. You know, <laughs> well, he's pulling nine. wings off flies. He's terrible. What well, a, I mean, if a it's a terrible human being. Prosthetic, she's putting prosthetic <laughs> wings back on him. What a great person. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bobby. Appreciate yeah, but let's it. be clear. If you're out at a picnic, right, uh-huh. and, and you got flies <clears throat> buzzing and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm fine with the wing pull-off deal there. Wow. Why the hate? Because mm. I'm trying to eat on, wow. on a blanket under a tree. Wow. Well, flies. The flies shouldn't eat? Is that what you're saying? Not the, my food. The flies shouldn't eat. Socialist flies? Okay. No. All right. Mm. 
Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, she must have just purchased a schedule during the Missouri-Florida that's game. That's weird. Which, by the way, I mean, that's, again, such a waste of money because, you know, more than half the audience you're going to be talking to is in Florida and they can't vote for you. That's how much money these people have raised, though. They don't care. They've just got unlimited funds this time. It's pretty amazing. By the way, uh, Jeffy's Missouri Tigers won that game pretty big, too. 38-17. you see that? Mm-hmm. That was a big win for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-900-3393. All right, let me tell you about something that can make you a lot healthier. It is a superfood from Brickhouse Nutrition called Field of Greens. I love this stuff. I just take a scoop of it and I uh, put it into my uh, shake, smoothie. You can do, just put it into eight ounces of water. It'll flavor that water like Kool-Aid. Um, it's delicious. And with every serving, with every scoop, you get a full serving of real USDA organic fruits and vegetables complete with antioxidants. So it's a daily clean green energy that fuels your body for a healthier, happier lifestyle. And you never have to taste kale. You never have to taste broccoli or Brussels sprouts or things that just make you, you know, dry heave. <laughs> so it, uh, <laughs> it works out really well. And you're going to get that nutrition your body needs. Just go to BrickHousePat.com and try Field of Greens. You'll get 15% off a month's supply with the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Go there right now. Pat Gray Unleashed. Wow, the Queen movie was huge over the weekend. Hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody, number one in the box office. Uh, 50 million over the weekend. And it cost 52 million to make. So that's going to. That's going to get it d- deeply into the profit margin, I believe. <laughs> and you did not see it, correct? I did see it. Oh, you did see it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I liked I it a lot. you wanted to. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we saw it Friday. Opening day. Uh, it was really good. It was it, really interesting. I mean, uh, there's some timeline issues with it um, that I don't know if anybody will notice, but me, I, you know, first of all, it's the soundtrack of my life, so I know when, when these songs occurred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then secondly... I was in radio most of the time uh, that they were on the air. So um, yeah, for some reason, you know, they always, when they go to a new scene that's a little while later and they show the year, you know, it'd be like 1980. And then they did that at one point. And then they showed Brian May writing the song, We Will Rock You. Well, they released that in late 1977. Why... Why did you just flash 1980 on the I, screen? Yeah, why would they do that? Because weird. the band was so it's heavily weird. involved in the yeah. production of this. Yeah, Brian May and Roger Taylor were executive producing it. And they're the ones that kept this thing uh, out of the theater for eight years because they insisted on certain things and it'd be done a certain way. And so they were meticulous about And then they had timeline issues like that. Also, he didn't... Uh, uh, Freddie Mercury didn't know he had AIDS in 1985 when he did the Live Aid concert. Mm. And that's a big part of the movie. So I won't, I won't, I won't uh, do any spoilers. But So that timeline was off as well. And that's kind of an important one. You know, that's probably their most famous performance of all time, that Wembley Stadium show they did for Live Aid, where they just stole the show from every other great band of the time. Uh, but it was, you know, if you just put that aside, good stuff. There is, you know, there's a little bit of 
uh, same-sex making out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which, you know, if that's not your sexual preference, I-, I guess you're supposed to still like it. I don't know. And that falls under <laughs> PG-13 now. Yeah, it does. Huh. Yes, yes, it does. All right. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, but I really we, I liked it a lot. It's it, it's interesting to see uh, the behind the scenes stuff and um, interesting to to watch the you know these guys that came from nowhere and became you know some of the biggest stars in the world. It's it's, uh, it's kind of a cool ride. Um, also to see how fame almost every time uh, almost destroys you. Really strange and, and amazing. Uh, number two at the box office was The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. That's not getting very good reviews. It's a big Disney release, and um, and maybe they released a Christmas movie just a tad too early. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like November 2nd is a little soon for a Christmas movie. Uh, Nobody's Fool. I don't know anything about that movie. Then uh, A Star is Born, still fourth. That's up to $165 million. That's done pretty well. Cost thirty six million to make, and then Halloween is at one hundred and fifty million. That only costs ten million to make. Wow! Wow! So that did okay uh, with uh, <clears throat> Jamie Lee Curtis and the original guy. This is only the second time that the original Michael Myers has played Michael Myers. Huh. Did you know that? No. Yeah. This is uh this is the the guy from the first one. Kind of weird. Uh, All right. Also, this is kind of fun because uh, some of the immigrants, some of the illegals in the caravan that are headed to the United States, um, uh, 12 of them have filed a lawsuit against the president of the United States. Now, wait a second. For a violation of their constitutional rights. Okay. Um, Hmm. I thought Shep Smith said we had nothing to worry about. They weren't even coming here. Why, right. Why are they filing a lawsuit based on our Constitution <laughs> right. if they're not even coming here? Shep? Yeah. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing to worry about. These people aren't, aren't any danger to you. Don't worry about thousands and thousands of people all breaking into our country at once. What's the matter with you? They're not even here. They're in Mexico City. They filed a lawsuit mm-hmm. about their constitutional rights. I, I just I, uh, don't try. I, how do you? Don't try. You just make can't sense. make sense of the world. No. You can't. You but can't. that's exciting. They've gotten all the way up to Mexico City now. That is exciting. Mm. And it's weird because they're not headed here. They're no. They're yeah. no threat. They're not coming. What are you talking about? They're miles away. But the trajectory mm-hmm. would lead one to believe. What if they? Are you saying if they kept going north? Yeah. They might run into. They might. Huh. I'm have so to they're not going to walk around? Look at a map. Um, you know, Look at a map and see okay. if there's a way they can walk around okay. the United States and we don't have to worry about them at all. Okay, we'll do that. Maybe they're not even, maybe they won't even go through the U.S. to get to Canada or wherever they're headed. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> maybe they'll just all stop in Mexico City or, I don't know, Monterey or somewhere along the way. Um, Fox News reports the lawsuit also names the Department of Homeland Security and cites... Trump's vow to send the illegals back where they came from with the backing of military force as a violation of the Fifth Amendment that states no person shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself nor deprive, be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Um, 
You're not here. You're not citizens. You're not even on U.S. soil. You can't be suing about the, your constitutional rights when you don't have any. They're not even here to have constitutional rights. <laughs> Jeez. Let alone... Be, okay, obviously they're not citizens. But if they were here, we would obviously go by the Constitution in prosecuting them. They're not even here. And they're already doing this. Yeah, Nobody sees a problem with this. On the left, is the media even mentioning this? Where's Shepard Smith on this? Hey, Shep, how about this? They're already... They're already suing the president for a violation of their constitutional rights. How's that? You're okay with that, too? I'm sure he is. Uh, the 12 from Honduras allege in their lawsuit <clears throat> that was filed in Washington, D.C.'s U.S. District Court. <laughs> Some aren't aware of the well-documented human rights crisis that's affecting Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Maybe you should fix it, then. Maybe somebody should spend some time and pay attention to what's going on in Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Somebody's got to do something about it in your country. Like you, stay, fight. The plaintiffs also say they have been denied access to the Administrative Procedure Act and the Declaratory Judgment Act. Uh, They're especially concerned about how Trump has affected public opinion by employing tactics of fear and hysteria. Specifically suggesting there are MS-13 gang members and other criminal elements traveling. How dare you say that that's a possibility? They're the ones themselves who talk about how violent it is. None of them are coming here? A Reuters report detailed how some of the migrants are armed with guns and Molotov cocktails that could presumably be used against U.S. Border Patrol or Army personnel. Another migrant confessed to a reporter that he'd been convicted of attempted murder, but he hopes he can get a a pardon in the U.S. (laughs) Is that even even a thing? Where you could be charged with a crime in Honduras and come be pardoned for it in the U.S.? I, I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, well, it's 2018, so... Maybe it is a thing. At least one migrant died in clashes with the Mexican Border Patrol. Uh, The Associated Press has noted the abduction of a child. Vice President Mike Pence said that the president of Honduras told him Venezuela was funding the caravan phenomenon. Pence has also expressed concern about his uh, conviction that Middle Easterners are also part of the migrant force. On last Wednesday, the president announced his administration is ready to send 15,000 troops to the border in Texas to reinforce uh, Border Patrol and National Guard troops already there. Initially, they talked about 5,000. I I think the military probably told them that's not adequate. We probably need 15,000 to put a stop to this. So we'll see. We'll see if that's what they do. In the meantime, um, wouldn't it be... I don't know, somewhat helpful to build a wall. In the meantime, wouldn't, wouldn't it be great just to put up a barrier there and say, okay, let's sort through this without you storming our borders and then winding up who knows where, doing who knows what. What are you going to build that wall with, Pat? Hate? You're going to mix that in with the concrete? Hmm? No. Okay. Why, why would I? Well, I mean, just clearly, <laughs> that's where your motivation is, hatred. Mix it with hate? Uh-huh. 
Make sure right into the mortar with the ready mix. Yeah, you know, just kind of. No, I wasn't planning that. Uh uh-uh. uh huh. I thought, in fact, I'm fine with mixing it with love. Um, it's just what a wall. Just make it a forty foot wall. That's all I want. Mix the wall with love, and make the world taste good, just like the Candy Man. Huh. The good Candy Man, you know, the Sammy yeah, yeah, yeah. Davis Jr. Not the bad not Candy the Man mirror. who killed his son in Houston mm. in 1974. Oh, that guy. Yeah, uh, that's a bad Candy Man. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure about mixing it with hate. That doesn't seem to make any sense to me. So, but I'm sure that's what they're... What are you going to build that wall with hate? Yeah, it just sounds like the left, doesn't it? What are you... You're going to mix it right into the mortar? <laughs> no. In fact, I don't even know how to do that. How do you mix hate into the mortar? I, uh, yeah, you're going to have to explain that process to me. Because I don't even know about it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, this portion of the show brought to you by Ridview Zone with uh, Thanksgiving just around the corner now, man. It's going to be on us fast, and you're going to have all that food available to you. You're going to have uh, the pumpkin pie and the mm. rolls and you know the stuffing and the gravy and all of it. And then you, if you're like me, you just undo your pants and watch football the rest of the weekend and. That's not a perfect formula for weight loss, probably. And then Christmas comes along, you think, well, okay, well, I'm going to do better, and then you don't. I think I'm getting fatter just listening to you say pumpkin pie and mashed mm-hmm. potatoes and gravy. and mm-hmm. mm. Turkey's low fat, though. You can have as much turkey. You just keep jamming turkey into your fat face as much as you want. Okay. I don't think it even affects you. I don't think it even registers. <laughs> Especially, you can put gravy all over it. It's still good for you, I oh, think. Oh, really? I think so, yeah, I think. Oh, scientific-ish? Yeah. Ish. Yeah, science-ish. Science-ish. Uh, then you got Christmas, then you got New Year's. Oh, man, you're going to need some help. It's called Riduzone, a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement with the OEA molecule in it. That's been shown to boost metabolism and help reduce your appetite. So for about a buck thirty-nine a day, Riduzone can help you get through uh, all the holidays and the challenges as far as food is concerned that the holidays provide. And it'll just help jumpstart a new you for 2019. Order today at RidUZone.com. Get ready for everything coming your way. RidUZone.com. Enter the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. 30%. Pretty darn good. RidUZone.com. Promo code PAT for 30% off. RidUZone.com. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter from uh, Conservatives Patriot Gear. Uh, Pat Keith, who do you think is counseling the caravan on litigating with regard to our Constitution? I'll give you one guess. Hmm, that's a good question. Hmm. Who's he alleging there? Are we supposed to guess? I don't yeah. like games. Well, he said he'd give us one guess. Okay, George Soros? That's what well, would have been my guess. That was your too. guess? Oh, mm-hmm. then we, well, we get two guesses. Okay, okay so one right. of us gets to use so Soros. You, you can say Soros because you already uh, did. Democrat Party can be yours? I'm going to say, um, yeah. I mean, uh, didn't follow it with an answer. I'm going to say Beto O'Rourke because oh, he's so? a Hispanic expert and uh, <laughs> a Hispanic leader. And so he's probably doing that. <laughs> uh, from Steve Madursky, I want to buy a Porsche. But my wife uses those Republican propaganda talking points about how we're going to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
I do too. I'd like to buy a Porsche as well. But uh, yeah, I get those same talking points. Wow. We can't afford a Porsche. What are you using Republican talking points on me now? That doesn't work that well at home. Mm-mm. No. From Kristen, uh, Pat, Keith, please have Jeff, Jeffy dress up as this candidate, Christine Hulquist. Oh, from Vermont. Here we go. Look I think we that. got a side by side of how that oh, might look. Look at that. There's not much makeup oh, wow. you need to do at all. <clears throat> no. I mean, it's. You put a wig on Jeffy and he. Yeah. You know, they're We're similar. Done. We're done. Mm-hmm. Because, wait. Look, at she is one handsome woman, I was going to say, yeah. Because, Damn handsome woman. And I guess we're back into a corner where we have Beautiful. to admit that Jeffy is gorgeous. Uh, I'm not going to go there, that's, actually. That's I'm, how he's able to pull off yeah. Christine Hulquist's impersonations. But she, she is just lovely. Just lovely. I'm like a like a tender rose. Yeah. Or a, mm. a, a soft spring morning. Lovely. You know, with a gentle breeze. Oh, that's, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. A soft spring morning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Her eyes are like stars. Uh, it's beautiful. She's she's beautiful. Uh, Gender McGenderface tweets, I wonder if Beto campaign staffers are sticking Beto bumper stickers on people's cars without their knowledge. Oh. I don't know. See, like there's a know. Maryland license plate that they're showing on the Blaze TV right now. Is it with a Beto sticker? With a Beto sticker. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Okay. All right. Uh, Good. Well, that's the only way you can explain the proliferation of mm-hmm. Beto stickers in in areas you think would know better, but they I, don't. It, it's been a weird thing because a lot of the celebrities, you know, Robert De Niro's talked about him for president. Uh, <laughs> LeBron James wore a Beto cap when he came to San Antonio to play with the Lakers against the Spurs. I mean, I mean he's a national phenomenon right now. And wait, <clears throat> Beto, wait, is he the guy, Beto? That tried to get poor people kicked out of their homes so that his rich father-in-law could have it for himself? <laughs> yes, he is, Is actually, that same yeah, Beto yeah. O'Rourke? It's that just same now clicking Beto. with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, now you're getting it. Okay. Now you are getting it. <sighs> this is a, it, it's been a crazy campaign. I, the, the radicalism on the left uh, has been amazing. They don't even, they're not even hiding it anymore. Do you see the Jake Tapper interview of uh, Stacey Adams, who is Abrams, a, yeah. Abrams mm-hmm. who is a candidate for uh, governor in in Georgia, and she's only three points behind Kemp, two point seven yeah. something like that on yeah. average. Listen to this discussion about the Second Amendment. Amazing. Talk about gun policy. When you were a state lawmaker in 2016, you co-sponsored a bill that would have allowed Georgia state authorities to take away so-called assault weapons from current gun owners. Most similar bans would grandfather in existing uh, weapons of that sort, semi-automatic rifles that are called uh, assault weapons. So is that your current position, that law-abiding gun owners in Georgia should have to give up those weapons if authorities deem it necessary? In the state of Georgia, you introduced legislation to start conversations. I am happy to work with the legislature to figure out how we make an assault weapons ban work. But what I fundamentally believe is that we have to have common sense gun safety legislation. I am someone who supports the Second Amendment, who knows how to shoot, who knows how to hunt. But I believe that our responsibility is to make certain Uh, that the most vulnerable in our mm -hmm. society do not face those who are irresponsible with their weapons. uh, AR-15s are not necessary on our streets. 
semiotic uh, magic weapons have to necessary. be put under a mm-hmm. certain level of responsible control. Mm-hmm. And I believe as the next governor of Georgia, I can control. work with Democrats and Republicans to come up with common mm-hmm. sense gun safety common legislation sense. that will sense. allow us to make That's our all. families and our communities yeah, safe. Stop it here well, now just to be- for a second. Um, I love it. Common sense. It's just, no, I, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, no, answer the question. Are you talking about taking guns from legitimate, legal gun owners? Just answer the question. Is that what your proposal is? No, I'm talking about a conversation. No, legislation is not about a conversation. A conversation is a conversation. Legislation is about passing laws. <laughs> it's just, I hate this unbelievable twisting of our language. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just to start a conversation to Overton Window into getting a lot. Maybe you, won't, maybe you won't get the AR-15s off the street from legal gun owners, right? Mm-hmm. But we're going to get something out of this if we start way left. It's the Overton Window, man. Uh, there's more. ...and Republicans to come up with common sense gun safety legislation that mm. will allow us to make our families and our community safer. Well, just to be clear, just you're one clear. of Thank six you, co-sponsors of this bill, a House yes. Bill 731, uh-huh. introduced January 11, 2016, not that long right. ago. Your co-sponsor told reporters the law, quote, would require gun owners of these particular models... All right, let's pause it for just a their- second because we're, we're running out of time now. We'll have to pick this up on the other side because this is fascinating. We'll continue the conversation. Uh, because usually they're not pushed on this at all, mm-hmm. and at least Tapper is doing that. He's holding her feet to the fire a little bit. All right, just to be clear... Let me understand what you're saying here. Help me. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Traffic and weather together every four minutes on the threes. All day. All week. Hmm. All like month. Metric to me. All year. By the way, they're changing the metric system. We'll get into that a little bit later on. <laughs> changing the metric system. No, just the, yeah, just well, the, the kilometers, right? No, is no, it the no, kilogram. Kilograms. Mm-hmm. Kilometers, kilograms, what does it matter? And who knows what they, any of them are. And it doesn't. Nobody does. And in fact, they're changing it because nobody does. (laughs) And nobody still will after they change it. And I think you've been making this, you were ahead of the curve. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you were like, there's no way to know. There's no way to, it's unknowable. Scientists now agree with you and they're changing the weight of the kilogram. And you're welcome, science. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm trying to help you with these things. But you got to listen to me, okay? Mm -hmm. You got to listen. Uh, all right, Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams, who, by the way, is only 2.7 points behind the Republican Brian Kemp. Mm. She wants to take guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens who own them, who have obtained them legally under the Second Amendment. Now, she's either said or she's about to say, oh, hey, look, I'm all about the Second Amendment. I am so sick and tired of these leftists who want to take guns claiming to be Second Amendment advocates. No, you're not. No, you're not for the Second Amendment. If you want to ban uh, AR-15s, you're not about the Second Amendment. You got nothing to do with the Second Amendment. 
except trying to overturn it. But they know they all have to hide behind that. They know they can say whatever they want and then say, but I'm all about the Second Amendment. And then you'll think, oh, okay, well, they're, they're still trying to abide by the Constitution. They just want common sense legislation. No, that's not common sense. You're going against the Second Amendment. That's not common sense. But there was more. She, you know, at least Jake Tapper tried uh, at least three times to find out what her real agenda is because her real agenda is actually confiscation of guns. Uh, here's how that conversation continued. Well, just to be clear, you were one of six co-sponsors of this bill, House yes. Bill 731, introduced January 11, 2016, not that long ago. Your co-sponsor told reporters the law, quote, would require gun owners of these particular models to turn their guns in. Jeez. And again, my, my point again. is this. The legislation introduced was the beginning of a conversation. No, it's not I a conversation. I'm absolutely certain that with, were we Stop to it pass for a this in Georgia. Let's pause it. Okay. Legislation like that is not the beginning of a conversation. It's the beginning of a legislative process. It's the beginning of making a law that could take guns out of the hands of legal gun owners. That is, that is unconstitutional. That's the conversation you should be having is, hey, I don't know what fever dream I had when I helped co-write this. I shouldn't have. It's a gun grab, an unconstitutional gun grab. That's the conversation we need to have, Putin. That's the conversation we had in 1787. That's why they put it in the Constitution back then. Oh, good golly. It's unbelievable. This is unbelievable. But let's have that conversation with her anyway. My point is this. The legislation introduced was the beginning of a conversation. Ah! I am absolutely certain that were we to pass this in Georgia, we would have a conversation about grandfathering in, about whether or not people would turn their, their guns in, whether there would be buybacks. not the time to there have a conversation. There are a number of approaches to take okay. to accomplish this goal. But the no. fundamental responsibility wow. is common sense gun safety legislation in Georgia, making sure we get dangerous weapons off the streets and that responsible gun owners stand together to hold those who are irresponsible accountable and we reduce the risk of harm to the rest of Georgia. Well, just to be clear, though, I'm just, just to trying to understand. Okay, so you, time number you don't four. support four. the actual legislation? You just support having a conversation about it? No, what I've said is legislation <laughs> in the state legislature is about starting the conversation. Very few pieces of legislation are introduced and come out the same way they go in. That's the process of making the law. Oh, My man. mission in 2016 was to be a part of the conversation. Oh. I believe that we have to ban it. assault weapons in the state of Georgia. But what I'm saying is, as mm. part of my leadership, I'm going to work across the aisle, and we're going to have a conversation about how oh, we accomplish this. Shut up with the conversation. Oh. It's a manhouse! I can't. It's a madhouse! It's exactly what it is. It's a madhouse. <laughs> conversation, conversation, conversation. Conversation doesn't, cl- that doesn't fix everything. Stacy, that doesn't fix everything. Saying that bills are just a conversation starter doesn't fix the fact that you're going against the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. The conversation we should be having is about the Constitution. Oh, man. I, wow. Yeah. And yeah. you can tell. Even Jake Tapper was frustrated with this. Okay, so just to, just to be clear here, just so I can understand... So you're not trying to pass a bill. You're just trying to have a conversation. No, not even that was correct. 
<laughs> Wait, well, that's what you've been saying the whole time. Well, to play wow. off of the wow off the Elvis tune, um, when it comes to democratic policies, I would much rather them having the conversation than more action. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll deal with mm. this kind of rhetoric if that's what it takes. But uh, yeah, somebody said recently that the compromise on issues like this happened 200 years ago. I mean, there was a lot given up right. on both sides to make the Constitution what it is. Um, the, the compromise, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's already happened. Yeah, the conversation already happened. We had this conversation. Yes, 231 years ago when the Constitution was being written and ratified. That's when we had the conversation. Conversation's over now. That's over. On the Second Amendment, either that or what you need is a constitutional amendment that uh, that nullifies the Second Amendment. But there is a process for that. If that's what you want to start, Stacey, there's, there, we can have a conversation about changing the Constitution if that's what's on your mind. That's the conversation that has to happen, not the one you're talking about. <laughs> you can't pass unconstitutional laws to start a conversation. How do we accept this from these people? I don't... Oh, it's just gotten so agonizing, it's hard to even talk about. Very difficult to even talk about. And then we got Barack Obama uh, spewing his bullcrap again wherever he goes, ranting and raving and sweating and stammering and, and lying about his administration and this one. Ignoring presidential precedent where they don't get into the politics of this stuff. Did you see George Bush ever once? Did you ever once see George W. Bush out campaigning against Barack Obama when he was in office? During the midterms, talking about how terrible his policies were, how much he's hurting America, uh, how he didn't do any of these things when he was in office, all of that stuff. Did you ever once see that happen? Not once. Not once, the only time Bush has actually spoken out is against Trump. <laughs> it's agonizing. Mm-hmm. But Obama's out there doing it all over again. Um, you know, they begged him to get out there, and now he has. Just it's, oh, it's it, it's a nice reminder of just how glad I am he's gone. <laughs> But he won't, he won't stay quiet. Here he is um, mocking Trump. They promised to take on corruption. Instead, they have racked up enough indictments to field a football team. I didn't have anybody in my administration get indicted. I mean, I, I, I just thought that's I, how I, you're I, supposed I, to do things. I, 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 I. Uh, he uh, actually went on to... Um, Mock Ebola, uh, uh, more on Trump. I mean, it was agonizing, that whole thing. It was just, just agonizing listening to this guy uh, stammer and stutter and yell about Trump and how good his administration was and how there's been enough indictments to, to fill a football team when he didn't have any of that stuff. Really? Should we talk about your stupid administration? No. Why bother? Uh, and it, it, you know, the left, anything goes. Barack Obama can get out there and lie as much as he wants, and the, and the media will never spend a second on it. 
They won't talk about how wrong it is, the things he's saying. They're not going to fact check the things that he is babbling about on the campaign trail. But if Trump says one thing that's askew, oh, you can bet they're going to spend weeks on it and call him a liar because of it. They can even mock, uh, on Saturday Night Live, they can even mock Navy SEALs who lost their eye in a war. This Dan Crenshaw thing is unbelievable. Um, here's what they did on Saturday Night Live over the weekend with this, this guy's war hero. Cool, uh, Dan Crenshaw. Uh, oh, come on, man. Yo, hold on. Uh, you may be surprised to hear he's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hitman in a porno movie. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I know he lost his eye in, in war or whatever. <laughs> Very respectful. Whatever. Yeah, that makes it okay. Uh, he's sorry. I, I know he lost his eye in a war or whatever. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was seething over the weekend when I saw that. Wow. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, too. Don't worry about that. Nah. That's oh, okay. You can oh. mock him. Oh, Dan Crenshaw. He's a Republican. Right. Yes. Uh, now I got it. Now I see. So yeah. we can, so you can mock, mock away. Yeah. Mock away. And by the way, we're just... We're not even talking about his policies. You know, if his policies were crazy or something, maybe maybe you could understand why he was even... He was brought up because he had a patch on his eye. That's it. He's a handsome man. Looks fine. There's nothing weird about him at all. He has a patch on his eye because he lost his eye in the war. And that's what you're mocking. So you're just mocking looks in each and every one of these instances. And the segment, I think, is called First Impressions or something. So that's what it's all about, is mocking people for the way they look. Wow. But that's okay. Again, that's okay, because these are all, you know, progressives on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> They're doing this with love. This is Nate. <laughs> that's not hate. Ah, they love Dan Crenshaw. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they know that he's, you know, a war hero and he put his life on the line and lost uh, part of his sight. But uh, look at him. He's got a patch. Wow. That is something else. Now, for his part, to show what kind of man he is, Dan Crenshaw came out because a lot of people were saying, hey, Dan, are you going to demand an apology from Saturday Night Live and this douchebag who is mocking you? Here's what Dan Crenshaw said. I want us to get away from this culture where we demand apologies every time someone misspeaks. I think that would be very healthy for our nation to, to go wow. in that direction. Uh, you know, we don't need to be we don't need to be outwardly outraged. I don't need to demand mm. apologies from them. They can do whatever they want. Um, you know, it's uh, they're feeling the heat from around the country right now, and that's that's fine. But I would wow. like him and Saturday Night Live to recognize something, which is that veterans across the country probably don't feel as though their wounds they received in battle should be the subject of a bad punchline for a bad joke. And, and here's the real atrocity of all this. It wasn't even funny, right? It was not right. original. It was not funny. It was just mean spirited. And that's, that, that's how I feel about it. Wow. I mean, that's class. That's honor. That's integrity from Dan Crenshaw. A pretty good example of how we should be acting. And I certainly didn't when I saw that Saturday Night Live report. And if things go the way they're looking, um, it will be uh, 
Congressman-elect Crenshaw about 48 hours from now. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, and by the way, you know, does do do porn movies even have hitmen in them? <laughs> that joke didn't even make sense. Do they do hitmen in a porn movie? <laughs> Jeffy, have you got here yet? I think he's coming in early today. Is he? So, yeah, yeah, well, here. maybe he can come in and share it with us uh, if he hears this. 888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Steve Madursky tweets, I think Keith, instead of Jeffy, should dress up as Chris, Christine Helquist. Okay, that's not happening. I'm not dressing up. As I think we do sell lovely. swimsuits at uh, shop.theblaze.com, so you could put that on. And, uh, and No, um, I'm not going to do that either, although there was a push mm. this weekend to get me, maybe Jeffy or Chris to model that. I think the most likely candidate is Chris, based on his uh, mm. past attire choices. Um, okay. So, uh, no, mm. thank you. Uh, also from small, Smallmouth Bass Kurt, uh, I think we should have common sense hedge trimmer legislation oh that's yes Mm, mm -hmm. yes let's stop the assault from yard tools please right right and rodney in virginia tweets uh can i sue mexico for violating my rights by sending their unwanteds here you should try that should try that put the shoe on the other foot for a while that would be interesting to watch all right this portion of pack grand leash brought to you by mercury real estate uh, this is an agency, realestateagentsitrust.com, that was put together so that uh, you could have an agent who knows what they're doing. And you could sell your house quicker and for the most money. That's what we all want, right? When you're selling your house, you just don't want it to sit on the market forever. Because then you have to reduce the price. And people start wondering, well, what's wrong with your house? And they think they can get it for a lot less. And then it sits there, and then you drop the price, then you drop it again. Pretty soon, you're losing money. Great agents don't just dabble in this. They do this. They're committed to it. And so it's not somebody your wife's nephew uh, just dabbles in and can help you out with. Hey, I can do that for, you know, I'll give you a little break on my commission. These guys uh, from real estate agents I trust, they've been fully vetted on their knowledge of the real estate industry. Curb appeal, the landscaping. What does that need to look like? What about the trim of your house? Does that need to be shaped up? The paint inside, is it current? I think pretty much with mine right now, you'd say no. And you'd probably have to repaint in order to sell. Um, Which is why I'm not selling. I don't want to repaint my house. But if you're (laughs) selling, yes. (laughs) I don't want to repaint. No, thank you. Uh, But if you're going to sell your house, these are some of the things you've got to worry about professionally staging it inside and the pictures that go up on the internet to get people interested enough to come and see it in person. When should you list your house? When's the best time to sell it? And for how much? You want all of these you know, to be right on, and that's where realestateagentsitrust.com come in. 1,200 of the top agents in the country will introduce you to the best agent in your area. realestateagentsitrust.com Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. returns we believe survivors mm-hmm. we, we believe, believe survivors survivors we, we believe them believe the 
survivors. Everything they say. Another uh, indication why you shouldn't necessarily believe the survivors every single time. They may not be survivors of any of these kinds of things that they're accusing somebody of. You might want to wait and see. See if there's any evidence. See if there's anything backing up their claim. No evidence to support the sex assault allegations against Kavanaugh. In fact, uh, one of the accusers, the one of the more outrageous accusers, just came forward and said, yeah, I, I made it up. Made it up. She found an account of another rape and used that as her own. Hmm. Oh, well, okay. Why, why would you do that? That seems uh, uh, stupid, illegal, wrong. Well... Because she was mad. She, she didn't like the nomination. She, she didn't like Kavanaugh. And so, uh, you know, she wanted to jump in there and claim her own rape uh-huh. uh, done by him. Yep. And, I mean, she described in some detail what happened to her, uh, right. which is amazing because it was, it was a pretty ugly assault, according graphic. to her. Yeah, she, she was very graphic in her telling. And yeah, um, here's the details. Um, some, uh, just a few. I don't know how much of that you're going to be able to read. That's mm. why That's why it's tucked in the way back there. So this happened in the backseat of a car between she and, and uh, Brett Kavanaugh. I screamed into his hand. Kavanaugh continued forcing himself on me. Pulled my sweater and bra, exposing my breast into my panties. Did other things there. My screams were silenced by the boy in the backseat covering my mouth and groping me as well. Kavanaugh slapped me and told me to be quiet and forced me to perform on him. Uh, Then, uh, wow, uh, it gets even more graphic. Uh, They forced me into the back seat and took turns raping me several times each. They dropped me off two blocks from my home. No one will believe if you tell, if you tell, be a good girl, he told me. So she even had some quotes from him. Uh, Watching what has happened to Anita Hill and Dr. Ford has petrified me to come forward in person or even provide my name. Jane Doe, Oceanside, California. She sent this to Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the accusers for uh, Brett Kavanaugh. And it's come out, uh, no, this didn't happen. And she never has met Never even met him. Doesn't know him. Uh, Never met him. She was just mad. And so she thought she'd jump in on this too. I, that is incredible. Okay, you need to be charged with a crime. Seriously. These people can't get away with this. Why are they continually allowed to just do this and there's no consequence at all? So, the Senate Judiciary Committee has released its final report of an investigation into the sexual misconduct allegations. All of them. All of them, yep. 414-page report that was released on Saturday. The committee said it found, quote, no evidence, unquote, to support any of the misconduct claims. None of the 40-plus witnesses interviewed in the investigation, none of them were able to corroborate allegations that Kavanaugh attempted to sexually assault women he knew in high school and college, according to the report. None. So when you say none... I mean, none of them. Is that That's more no one. or less than one? It is less than one. Hmm. Yeah, less than one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit less than 40. All right. Uh, but yes, even less than one. <laughs> I mean, that's, it doesn't 
get any worse than that for these accusers. There was zero evidence, zero corroboration. Apart from evidence, they couldn't even find anybody to say, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw him do that. That's that's the kind of guy he was. Quite the opposite. They found, I think it was 11 people who came and said, no way, I dated him. And he wasn't like that. that that's completely out of his character. He was always a gentleman. A bunch of women, a lot of his friends, people who actually knew him said, nope, that's that's not Brett Kavanaugh. No way. Completely against his character. So, we believe survivors. survivors. Why? Why do you believe them? Based on what? There's got to be some reason to believe them. There's got to be some kind of uh, motivation to believe them. Are the accusers registered Democrats? <sighs> yes. Then there is your reason, There's sir. There's your reason. <laughs> and I think in virtually every case, that that is that is what's going on. It's just a Democrat uh, who doesn't like Kavanaugh. Now, as for the only one who actually showed up and testified, the one that they found the most credible, I, I, don't, I certainly don't think Kavanaugh did anything to her. I don't know that anything happened to her ever, but if it... If it did, I think it was someone other than Kavanaugh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about uh, usewaxrx.com. This is good stuff. It saves your eardrums from uh, Q-tips or you know your head from a candle and a you know flame near your head. It's probably not good. Really? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I, I want to know your qualifier. You said probably, probably not good. To probably hold not open good. Open flame near yeah. your ear. Well, I mean, hair catching on fire. The whole Michael Jackson thing. Do we need that? Probably not. No, that's horrifying. What kind of freak would put a flame to their head? Oh! WaxRx comes with everything you need to <laughs> safely get rid of earwax. It's a great system. You are going to love it. Doctor developed, and it's the one that they use in their office, but it just costs you a lot less. It's also reusable, so you can reuse it multiple times. Go to usewaxrx.com and order your system today. Use the offer code RADIO. They will ship it to your house for free. Free standard shipping with the offer code RADIO. It's usewaxrx. Dot com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. on CNN. We always have the sound down though, so I don't... Hmm? But they're, uh, the slug line at the end on CNN, lies can become truth if we let them. Facts first. From CNN? C-freaking-N-N. <laughs> okay. Alright, thank you for that. Appreciate it. <clears throat> Speaking of facts, who knows what the fact is? I mean... um, we don't even know. Your world shattered right now. The whole world is, I know it. is shattered. Uh, first of all, Hawaiian Island has disappeared. Okay. Mm-hmm. Erased by a powerful hurricane. <clears throat> the or loss was a huge blow. Probably climate. Piece of the United States dramatically wiped off the map after an island in Hawaii was washed away by a powerful hurricane. East Island, a remote spit of gravel and sand, 
that sat atop a coral reef. Aww. Vanished. 11 acres, huh? Vanished. Yeah. Bye-bye. 11 acre island. <clears throat> Completely gone <clears throat> from the intense storm. <clears throat> uh, we have the before and after pictures. Let's uh, take oh, a look at oh those. No. Here's the island before. Okay, there's a oh, beautiful okay. 11 acres of paradise. Looks nice. Yeah. Now what happened right. after that then, storm hit it? Then? Now? Now it's... Now it's... Now it's oh whoa! Oh, it's underwater. Whoa! Now it's like a whoa half an acre tops. It is. I mean, that's interesting. It did. That's interesting. Do we have any? Uh, is there a phone number people can call, Ivan? Because it looks like that island's gone. Uh-huh. Can people it's, comment on that? When can they call about wow. that, Ivan? Okay. <laughs> okay, so there it is, and and poof, boom, it's gone. Climate change. <clears throat> Uh, Japanese island disappeared too. What? What in the world? I know. It's like the TV show Lost is happening right? everywhere. Right. Sadly, we don't have photos before what? and after photos of Japan's island. Yeah, they didn't even care about that they didn't island care. there. They Why? seriously because it's Japanese. They don't care. They don't yep, care. They didn't. Uh, Japan could see its territorial water shrink its uh, maritime border with Russia after a tiny island off its northeast coast disappeared. Mm. The uninhabited uninhabited islet called. Asanbi, sure. Hanakita, Kojima. Oh, I thought you were done already. No, sorry. <laughs> now I'm done. It's like it's like if <laughs> if if, if uh, Senator Arlen Specter was saying the name of that island. What is it again, Senator? Uh, Asanbi, Hanakita, Kojima. <laughs> it's thought to have slipped beneath the waves, apparently unnoticed by residents uh, living in Serafutsu, a village on the northern tip of the main island of Hokkaido. Hokkaido, 500 meters away. Now, how far is that? No one knows. It's impossible. Could be 100,000 miles. It could be six inches. Nobody nobody knows. There's no way to tell because it's the metric system. The metric system, which sucks. Which we're redefining, by the way. We're redefining the metric system. At least the kilogram in the metric system. It's a turning point for humanity. (laughs) What? What are you saying? Turning point. Okay. Isn't that great? The turning point for all of humanity because the kilogram, get this. (laughs) Kilogram is a base of unit, is a base unit of mass okay. in the international system of units. And it's defined as being equal to the mass of the international prototype of the kilogram, the IPK. Okay. How many times have I spoken about the IPK or the international prototype of the kilogram? Pretty much every hour on the hour. Right. But now the kilogram is shrinking. How can this be? I don't know. No one knows. It's a kilogram. There's no way to tell. It's either a kilogram or, or it's, it's not. not. The official object that defines the mass of a kilogram may be a little 139-year-old cylinder of noble metal and atomic number 77 that resides in an exceedingly triple-locked vault close to Paris. Wow. What? So they've got what? like they've got the 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 prototype the kilogram thing that represents a kilogram. It's sitting in a closet in France. What? Now, see, with the standard system, you don't need that. Yeah, we don't just... have anything locked away in a vault, okay? It's a gallon. Uh, check a thing of milk, and you'll know what, the, what a gallon is. We don't need it locked away. <laughs> this is stupid. As a result uh, of its therefore vital, scientists nearly never take it out. Instead, they use copies referred to as operating standards. Look at this. we got a picture on the Blaze TV. There it it's is. It's like a bunt cake covering it like like a little thing you'd serve look at this Mm -hmm. stupid (laughs) however the last time they did examine the important kilogram they found 
that it's roughly five elements in a hundred million heavier than all the operating standards that are relinquishing some atoms of metal on every occasion they're placed on scales. Oh, it's on now. (laughs) What? This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This is bizarre. This is... Uh, This is one among the explanations the metric weight unit might shortly be uh, redefined, not by an object, however, through calculations supported elementary constants. I don't even understand this article. Because it's metric. I I, I don't even understand. You're not supposed to. There's no way to know. (laughs) And and they're changing it. So there won't be any way to know. Wow, is that weird. How, How can that even... This is, again, perfect example why we don't follow the rest of the world down these rabbit holes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. We didn't yep. follow them down the rabbit hole of socialism, for the most part. And we're not following them down the rabbit hole of the metric system. I mean, that is just like Europe, too, to go and change things sure when they is. feel like it. So now we have to recalculate how much Jeffy weighs. Because heretofore, I think it was 47 stone. Yeah, now it's, it's going to be like 147 stone. So it's 147 stone? Yeah, yeah you're 147. right. 147. Mm-hmm. Convert that if you can. Mm-hmm. That's about right. 2,058 pounds. <laughs> 147 stone. <laughs> All right. That is the dumbest measurement of weight I've ever heard. Sure oh, he's about 18 stone. What? 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 18 stone? Where did that come from and what does it mean? Then we had Lincoln Chafee who ran on that platform. Remember? Earlier, I said, let's be bold. That's what he said. Here's a bold embrace of internationalism. Here's a bold one. Let's Here join the rest of the world and go metric. Let's not. Oh, listen to the explosion. I happen explosion. to live in Canada. Uh-huh. And they completed the process. Wait, you happen to live in Canada I and you're running for too. president? I what? just now caught that too. I happen to live in Canada? But elect me president <laughs> what? Of, of the, the United, United States. States? <laughs> what the? Oh, okay. Huh. Believe me, it's easy. It's easy. No. It doesn't take long before 34 degrees is hot. <laughs> they don't even Only know how Myanmar, to Myanmar, Liberia, mm-hmm. and the United States aren't metric, and mm. it will help our economy. In what way? Okay, how? Uh, that is craziness. <laughs> and now they're changing the kilogram. How long before they changed the kilometer? How long before they changed the meter? <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. You know, because they, there's no way to know. Uh, Lincoln, or <laughs> Link, can I call you? Um, we're better than the rest of the world. Right. That's why we're different. That's why. So put That's that in your why. pipe. And, and I wish these politicians would understand that. 888 It's good to see uh, Louis Farrakhan, you know, traveling the globe and committing treason. I, it's, it's great. Um, he's powerful. And... Uh, Clearly loves America, right? (laughs) He was in Iran speaking at the University of, well, Tehran University. Mm -hmm. And what a football team they have. Really? Yeah, oh man, they're so good. What are, what are their what are their uh, They beat Nebraska colors? last weekend. Right, that's see uh, now look, so. I wanted to play <laughs> with you there and you turned it that's, personal. mm mm-hmm. Uh no, like um University C- continue of this. Uh, uh, Louis, Fer- Louis Farrakhan yeah. Yeah. went to Iran uh-huh. and was talking about the American sanctions that we're putting in place. Good. And he's giving Iran advice basically on how to defeat us. Uh, here's what Farrakhan said. Is it in not Iran. true that you have called America 
the great Satan? Well, if you believe what you say, then would not Satan be actively involved in trying to destroy a nation that is set up on the belief and practice of submission to the will of God? So we should not be surprised at what Satan does to ill affect the righteous. All wow. that your elders have sacrificed will mean nothing if you do not pick up the revolution and carry it forward. America Wait, is what? making it very hard for Iran to successfully mm -hmm. carry out its mission. But if mm. you have the strength mm -hmm. to persevere under these hard trials, the victory will be yours. Good God. Is that not aid and comfort to the enemy? Wow. That is the definition. That's a pep talk. For an enemy of the United States. Right. To bring back the revolution, to uh, to attack the United States, to defeat the United States, calling us the great Satan over there on foreign soil uh, during the anniversary of the takeover of our embassy. Uh, that is amazing. That is unbelievable. Nobody's going to pay attention to that. You won't, you won't see that anywhere else. Is my guess. I mean, I don't even know Fox News will pay any attention to that. I mean, that's that's pretty outrageous for an American citizen to go to Iran and uh, give them advice on how to persevere in their revolution and become victorious over the United States of America. Wow, that's amazing. This guy gets away, maybe even with murder, if you go back <laughs> literally. To Literally murder. Wow. If you go back to what he said about Malcolm X, was Malcolm your problem? No. Was he your traitor? No. Was he yours to deal with or was he ours to take care of? <laughs> Wait, what? What? So you mean you took care of him? Hmm. Okay. And now he's giving aid and comfort to the enemy. Whatever happened to treason in this country? We just don't even pay attention to it anymore. Nobody even cares. I mean, you can commit treason all you want, it seems. It's the, only, it's the only crime whose punishment is actually spelled out in the Constitution. And it's, it's the one that we just don't even bother with anymore. We don't even look at it. We don't pay attention to it. We don't apparently care about it in the least. Go ahead and do whatever you want. You want to give aid and comfort to the enemy? Nah, give aid and comfort to the enemy. We don't, uh, we don't worry about that anymore. I mean, it's national suicide. Why don't we continue to allow it? 888 And at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, let's go to Stu in New York. Hey, Stu, you're on The Blaze. Uh, hi, Pat. Hey. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to say something about that Hawaiian island. Obviously, it capsized. <laughs> yes, they, put it... too many pe they put too many people on it. Uh -huh. And it uh, tipped over and... Uh... Capsize. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I think See, you might be right. It it, it can happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, Stu. That's a good reminder. 
And, you know, maybe Hank was on to something. My, my fear is that uh, mm-hmm. the whole island will uh, become, uh, you know, become so, so overly, overly populated, populated that, that it will it, tip uh, over and, uh, and capsize. Yeah. Uh, we don't anticipate that. Maybe you should have, General. Yep. Maybe you should have. You know, I mean, the, the, wow. the number one priority of a military, sir, is to be prepared for anything. <laughs> And, and there you, was Hank Johnson trying desperately to turn him on to a real problem that he paid no attention to. Did it happen in Guam? No, but it happened in the Hawaiian Islands. Yep. yep. An 11-acre island gone because it tipped over and uh, capsized. Okay. I mean, Congressman Johnson huh. tried. I mean, he can't, his hands are tied. Right. He can suggest <clears throat> to you. Right, but he can't make you act. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right. Um, this portion of the Pat Gray Unleashed program brought to you by Home Title Lock. Uh, hopefully, you caught Glenn's program about home title fraud, where the FBI agent from Home Title Lock showed just how easy it was to steal the title to Glenn's house. Kind of fun, you know, since it wasn't actually being stolen. Because <laughs> they did the same thing to me. And what was fun about it was uh, it wasn't actually being stolen. But they showed me they could do it in fifteen minutes. Uh, they just find the title online and they forge your name off of it, transfer it over to new information, take it to another bank, and uh, it looks like they own your house. And so they take out a uh, home equity loan against your your uh, title. And then you get stuck with the payments. And you think, well, wait a minute, I didn't take out any home equity loan. Yeah, somebody did that for you. And it's really hard to prove once it's already happened. They could even sell your home out from under you. They don't usually do that because they just want the money. But it's a really bad problem once you have it. I mean, really bad. Don't take a chance. Soon as I found out this was a possibility, I knew I had to have this uh, home title lock uh, guarantee. This home title lock peace of mind. If you own a home, if you own any rental homes... Or you have elderly parents who would never suspect anything like this. Get home title lock for them and for yourself. It's just pennies a day. And for that, home title lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. And the instant they detect any sinister activity, they get on and shut it down. Your home's title could be compromised already. You can find out by signing up at HomeTitleLock.com for your free title scan and report. That's a $100 value. They'll throw it in for free when you sign up. Visit HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com and have that peace of mind. Um, All right. It's peace of mind that I I don't think Alec Baldwin has. This guy seems a little troubled to me. On Friday, Alec Baldwin reportedly uh, punched a guy in the face. He either punched him or slapped him in a dispute over a parking space. How many times have we heard this from this guy? He lives in New York, and if you've ever been to New York, or maybe you live there, you spend time there, you know parking is really hard, um, uh, but uh, you, you got to kind of go with the flow, and you know it's going to be difficult to park in New York. I mean, and when you live in a penthouse apartment that's, you know, multi-million dollars, you should probably have a parking space somewhere. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure how his apartment complex works, but um, police said that the guy uh, 
who had this dispute with Baldwin had redness on his neck, told cops that uh, Baldwin hit him with his hand, but he wasn't sure if it was a punch or a slap. Um, <laughs> that means that it Baldwin didn't hurt hits much. like a girl. Yeah, that's what it means. Um, of course, the Daily Mail reached out to Baldwin and his team. The, the sob involved was the other guys, and Baldwin's car, which was a uh, black Cadillac Escalade, were both ticketed when their respective owners uh, left for the hospital and police station. Following the incident, Baldwin's nanny... <laughs> okay, so we've got Black Escalade for this environmentalist. SUV. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the big, big SUVs. These are not exactly you know, efficient uh, on gas. And they're certainly not electric. So you got that. Then you got Baldwin's nanny... Upper one percent of <laughs> of the income range uh, moved his ticketed Cadillac SUV to a nearby parking garage uh, that that's on the same street as his home. After moving the vehicle, Baldwin's nanny replaced it with a different Cadillac owned by Alec Baldwin. So not only does he have one Cadillac Escalade, he's got two. Cadillac Escalades. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought he was an environmentalist. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I thought SUVs. SUVs were killing our planet. SUVs are part of the problem. And yet he's got two of them, at least, that we know of now. Uh, I'm glad his nanny takes care of these things for him, though. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's great. And he's got that video where he's... Where he talks about... to people. About... Doesn't he actually speak about cars and yeah. the kinds of yeah, vehicles you should stuff. be Let's driving? Let's play that video. Let's play Here's that. Alec Baldwin. Droughts, heat waves, wildfires, super storms are all deadly reminders of where we are right now. The natural balance of our planet is changing. This is just the beginning. We either come together and make climate change an urgent priority. Or let chaos reign. Chaos is raining. It's raining chaos. Wind, solar, electric cars are among the big clean technologies of the future. I'm not not using them, but... We must do better. (laughs) I love it. I... The hypocrisy. (laughs) Oh, my... Wind, solar, electric cars are among the technology of the future. Now, I'm not using any of it, but you should. You know, you, you little people who can't afford to have multiple Cadillac Escalades uh, driven by your nannies. I mean, even if he did all of that, uh, Jane Goodall tells us that's not enough. To, to well, it's not. Take all those steps. I mean, seriously, it's that's not. like akin to Alec Baldwin. What he did by driving the uh, Escalade, the SUV, mm-hmm. and doing this video. And you look for environmentalist-related videos, Alec Baldwin, on YouTube. There's There's endless ones, right? So that's the same as him doing like an advertisement for like an anger management course. <laughs> yes, it would seriously, be. it's the same thing. So ridiculous. I mean, think about this. I mean, words, words with friends that he didn't want to put away on the airplane. Remember that he got in trouble with the stewardess there. Oh yeah. Uh, he yeah, punches yeah. a guy in New York or slaps. Oh, he's a hothead. He's right? you know, I'm worried about him. He's going to kill somebody he, sometime. He calls his daughter names. Uh, I just oof. he's volatile. There's the word. Mm-hmm. Super volatile. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's scary, uh, and he's uh, um, 
a hypocrite as well. Yeah. I mean, electric cars. Okay, so you got two electric Escalades? <laughs> I, I didn't realize there were electric Escalades. Maybe there are. Have they developed them? I don't know. Right, let's look and see if there's, because I know, you know, there's uh, car companies that are going hybrid, at least. Maybe there's a hybrid Escalade. I don't think so, though. I could be wrong on that. But Looks like maybe. Yeah, maybe. There's an electric Escalade. Okay, like Escalade hybrid. Yeah. Okay, so it's not electric, but it is hybrid? Yeah. I'm sure it's... I'll bet that's not what he has. What do you yeah. want to bet? What do you want to bet that's not what he has? We'll look into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm glad he's got a multi-million dollar penthouse in New York, too, because that, I'm sure, is environmentally friendly. There's nothing more environmentally friendly than gigantic square footage in New York City. Because it only goes for like, you know, a million dollars for a thousand square feet. That's not bad. That's the one that uh, Chef Smith is going to open up for the migrants to stay at when they get up here? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think he volunteered to take on 500 of them. See, now that is, that's putting your money where your mouth is. Right. Nice job, Chef. And wouldn't it be nice if that actually happened? But of course, no. No. It didn't happen. It's not going to happen. It's somebody else's problem. It's not theirs. You know, they're they're just there to tell you there's no danger whatsoever. Yes, there's, you know, 12 of these immigrants are already suing the president of the United States for violations of their constitutional rights, which they don't have on Mexican soil. <laughs> uh, but don't worry about it. Ah, so what? Speaking of climate change, though, your dog and your cat, for that matter, probably killing the environment as well. I don't know if you're aware of this. Huh? If you want to stem the tide of global warming, it's time to say goodbye to Fido and Fluffy. If that, that might not be the name of your dog Those and cat, but dumb names. it's time to get rid of your dog and cat. That's according to uh, claims the human compulsion to seek out animal companionship is one of the primary factors affecting our climate. Oh, boy. Especially in the U.S., where there are 163 million companion animals, roughly one pet for every two Americans. Well, then, and, you know, then you talk about uh, the emotional support pets. There's a lot of those now, too, mm-hmm. that travel on planes with us. And then you've got pets and planes, which are, I mean, that's a catastrophe waiting to happen right there. Researchers at the University of Sydney in Australia claim that those 163 million pets have a detrimental impact on the environment. From the food they consume to the waste they produce. In the U.S., there are more than 163 million dogs and cats that consume, as a significant portion of their diet, animal products. Oh, here we go. And therefore potentially constitute a considerable dietary footprint. Don't eat meat. That's, the, that's their point. Uh, this is a big push right now for pets, for people. Uh, they're trying. They're coming for the meat. First, they came for the the meat that cats and dogs ate, and yeah. I did nothing because I'm not a cat or dog. Well, I've, uh, I've eaten dog then, food, so I don't count for that one. <clears throat> You've eaten dog food? I ate it's that dog strange jerky stuff. Thing to say at the end of the show? Oh yeah, just yeah. leave it hanging out there, huh? We'll All right. See you tomorrow. Maybe we'll get into that. I get some dog treats. <laughs> Pat Gray, only. On the Blaze Radio Network.